Hello and welcome back to DC TV. It is Entertainment Talks uh, DC podcast for DCW shows, Supergirl, The Flash, Legends of Tomorrow and Arrow. I'm your host as always, Matthew. Joining me today is Robert. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. How are you doing today? Alright, yeah, had a, had a little bit of a, um, maybe a fever or something like that this morning, but uh, feeling a little bit better. And uh, we just did a, uh, yesterday we did a um, 24 preview podcast, so that was that was pretty cool as well. Uh, so I just wanted to give a small update, nothing to worry about uh, particularly, uh, specifically as to this podcast. Now... Uh, the podcast that we do at the moment is we got the video games one, which we call Random Gaming Talk, which was previously known as Xbox the All-in-One. Uh, we've got the TV one, which we'll be back to next week, hopefully, um, as a kind of last... Uh, I wanted to do a last episode of that before 24 and The Walking Dead come back. Um, we've got uh, The Walking Dead, as I just said, 24, and this one. Um... And it's not that I don't want to do Supergirl, Legends, or Arrow, but um, I, I was kind of thinking about this podcast over the break and stuff. Um, and I was thinking, I don't want to necessarily reduce the content of this or make it seem like I'm putting the other three shows down. But uh, like w- with this podcast, I've made specific notes for each show, which are my own notes and not like a recap thing. Uh, so we'll see how we go with it, but it's just, sometimes it feels like slightly a bit much to do four shows. Now, there's no real, there's no real sort of way around it, because they all air at the same time. It's not like if we were doing, like, the Marvel Netflix shows, it's like, they take their turns, do you get what I mean? Yeah. It's, yeah, it's just a little, not necessarily stressful, but... It's a lot on your plate. Yeah, yeah, That's, that's a good way to put it, thank you. Uh, so I, I'm gonna we're gonna of course cover the four shows for this uh, and probably the coming weeks. But um, I was thinking the last the the thing that I would consider doing is if I did a slight more recap for Flash, and then with the rest of the shows write down what I did and didn't like, and then you can obviously say what you did and didn't like, and kind of go from there. So it's not like that. That's a way of not leaving any of the other shows out. Because uh, if, like, let's say I said that we're not going to do Supergirl, Legends, or Arrow, and then something really good happens on two or three or one of the shows, and I let's say I say, like, we're not going to cover those shows anymore, then we would miss that, and then I would kind of think, oh, I want to talk about what happened. So mm-hmm. it's just something I'm, I'm considering. Not something we're doing for this podcast, and maybe not the next one, but it's just a little something I, I thought I'd update with to, before we get into the episodes. Um, on on slightly more good news, um, the US is now only one week ahead with these episodes, so uh, it, it's going to be, it, I think it, obviously it's going to be a lot better that way because you won't be saying like, oh I'm a couple of episodes ahead, you're only one ahead, which is it's still ahead but it's just, it's better than two. Well, it's way easier on me because then I really don't have to edit myself as much in terms of, oh, this is a spoiler. They might yeah. not know about this yet. <clears throat> and also, Plus, it's always hard Also, you don't have to, to think you... back as far. Like, yeah. What happened on the Flash two weeks ago sort of thing. So. 
Yeah, plus it's a lot easier on me because I don't know what you might have accidentally had spoiled for you in terms of, you know, when you're on YouTube or yeah. when you're, yeah. you know, watching something else. Which is, is still whatnot. happening uh, with, with some smaller things. Uh, but, you know, some uh, sometimes news like with these shows gets treated as news. Like if a certain character is returning, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um because I'm not going to say who the character is, but there's a character who is leaving one of these shows. I'm not sure in what way, shape, or form. Uh, but it was announced today. I won't say who it is if you don't want to know. So, um, Anyhow, without further ado, let's get into um, <coughs> Supergirl, which was Season 2, Episode 9. Uh, so we got Supergirl Season 2, Episode 9. The Flash, 310. So Season 3, Episode 10. Then we got Legends, which is 209. And Arrow, 510. So it's like 9, 10... Nine ten. Um, right. So, yeah, at the start of the episode, we have a uh, again. This isn't really a recap. This is more of my my general notes and thoughts on on the episode. Um, but we we opened up with a pretty good action scene. Uh, Supergirl was fighting these armed goons. Uh, they they did shoot a was it like an RPG? They shot an RPG. At her she sort of fell back and then she got up straight away, uh, which was pretty awesome. Um, so James and Kara are fighting together as Guardian and Supergirl. Um, what did you think of Guardian? I, I quite like him, but he's reminding me in the same way of Arrow, if he doesn't, it doesn't feel like he has as much mobility. Yeah, I mean, Guardian, like I talked before, Guardian's always been an interesting character because he's always been kind of a placeholder. Because there's kind of two subsets of heroes in the DC Universe. There's Powered and Unpowered. Obviously, the most famous unpowered is Batman, but he's got, you know, so much, you know, tech and money mm-hmm. behind him that it's not really unpowered. But Guardian has always been kind of a guy that just, I want, I want to do good things, and he's, you know, got a lot less resources than some people, but he's still trying. So he's always been an interesting character for me. Um, you know, and the more they're integrating it, and he's had several identities, so him being, you know, James Olsen in this one, not that big of a stretch and not that big of a deal. Yeah, um, yeah, I quite, I quite like him. He has what is it? He has. He's, does he have like little rocket launchers on his arms, sort of things? I, th- I uh, think I remember him having some kind of gun on his arm, which never really had a gun. He always had the collapsible shield. That was always that kind was of an it. iconic yeah. thing. There was another. I think there was a vigilante last half of the season that had it, something. It was like just similar, and he had some kind yeah, of gun. Was, yeah, the, the vigilante that uh, kind of stepped up had a backpack-fed uh, minigun. Um, which is actually something that exists in real life. I sent you that video of it, but it's one of those things that is mm-hmm. not something you can pick up off the street because there's companies that literally spend like hundreds of millions of dollars trying to uh, uh, figure out how to get that to work. So, mm. um, Yeah, so it's really cool to see somebody else on the show that is fighting as well. Um, I mean, I know we have... Um, what's what's her sister's name? I've completely forgotten. Uh Alex. Alex, that's it. Yeah, uh, we have Alex who kind who gets involved in the fights, but she's more of like an agent type fighter rather than like a super type fighter. I, I don't want to take anything away from the character. It's just you know she's different in that way. Whereas she she's a bit more like a Black Widow as opposed to an Iron Man sort of thing. Yeah. Um. So I'm not as quite familiar, 
but we had some Kevin Smith references. He named his daughter, was it Harley Quinn or something? Yeah, his daughter's actual name is Harley Quinn, and there was actually several references. This goes back a few episodes when I mentioned um, him doing a talk at Clark College and talking about his experiences when they brought him in to possibly reboot the Superman franchise. Yeah. Uh, and when you post this on the Facebook group, I'll post a link to the video. But there's one part okay. in the video when the director that was assigned at the time had like this weird obsession with spiders and wanted a giant spider in <coughs> the Superman movie. And so the DC heads were like, can't you just give it a weird name? And so Kevin Smith said, what about Thanagarian Snare Beast? And the girl was like, done, do it. And that was the reference to that little campfire scene where they were cooking up Thanagarian Snare Beast. Cool. Um, so that that was references that I didn't personally notice during the episode, but then I, I spoke to you after I'd watched it, and you said, did you catch the uh, Kevin Smith stuff? So you're more familiar with it than me, but uh, yeah, it was pretty I cool. Just, I've worked a couple of jobs where I've had way too much time on my cha- hands and access to YouTube, <laughs> so. Cool. Uh... Yes, uh, so two of the... James and Kara have a friendly... I've mixed up my notes a little bit here. It says, Kara and James fighting together as Guardian and Supergirl. The two of them, Kara and James, have a friendly debate in front of Snapper, which was pretty funny. Um, it's the kind of light-hearted stuff that you get on, like, Supergirl. Um, when they're kind of speaking in front of him, and she's kind of saying, like, oh this and that about like guardian and stuff it was it was pretty cool and i looked forward to seeing more of that and seeing i don't think they're gonna spin it back around in like a romantic sense because that was like put off in um was it the first episode season, season one yeah they cut that off in yeah the, in the first yeah. season uh so i don't think it's gonna spin off in that way but it would be it'd be cool to see that build into their into their friendship uh what did you think of that i think it was a good episode all around it had a great you know, they're starting to finally get back to the action part of the superhero and less of the uh, drama. I mean, they still have some of it, but they're starting to find that a better balance of it. Mm. Yeah. Um, so I, look, I look forward to seeing more of that. And Snapper, I don't know what it was about him in this episode, but he was it was more interesting to me. I don't know why. Maybe it's because we had a nice, we've had a nice kind of balance of him, and it's kind of it's yeah. got to the stage where it was cool in a way to see him back. Yeah, I think it's one of those things that when they created the DC universe with their heroes, they made the heroes so not boring, just uh, unflawed, I guess would be the best way to describe it, that it's the villains that hold the more interesting backstories and the villains that hold the more interesting, you know, character flaws and character features and mm. things like that. Um, yeah, so it, it was cool to see him, him come back. Um, again, I don't want, like, loads of him if they... You could have too much of him, and you can have too little, but you can have just the right amount. I feel like they're doing just the right amount at the moment. Um, some new enemies look decent, but the portal that they walked into it didn't look that great to me. Uh, reveals a new enemy that kills the other guy, because you had this guy, and then he turns into this green kind of alien thing, uh, who I didn't think looked great um i'm interested in the villain the villains that came in right at the end that killed him because they asked him where uh Mornell is yeah and uh he what did he say he's, he's on earth and then they just like killed him straight away and they're obviously going to uh be a problem in the future so 
Yeah, I, I really don't count this as a spoiler because it was something that I guessed at from the first word go of season two. Okay. Is that Manal is the prince. It wasn't, you know, the prince knocking out some random servant and saving him. It was some random servant knocking out the prince and sending the prince to Earth. That's why when the aliens had him in the gun sight, they didn't shoot him because, you know, you don't kill the prince. Yeah, yeah. Um, again, I thought the action in this episode was really good. It's probably, it's one of the best things about this show than about these shows. I mean, we like seeing these superheroes using their powers and all that sort of stuff. Uh, it was pretty cool. Um, yeah, did you think the portal looked good? Portal looked really cool. Um, I love the fact that they were willing to put to put in the uh, um, Stargate reference mm. to that. I which is always fun. Pick up on it? No. It, it was something really quick that Wynn said that just went away just as quick. Mm. Uh, speaking of Wynn, he had a fun episode with some cool little pieces of dialogue. Uh, he's kind of become. The Cisco of this show, because you've, yep. you've got, uh, or maybe the Catelyn, because Cisco is a little bit more towards James's side, where he's they're the two that have the they're the two they're the two that are involved in the fighting, um, and I know I mean I know you've got like Killer Frost stuff with Catelyn, but she isn't she isn't using that because it's dangerous, and she she still like stays at the base and stuff, um, so she's definitely more along the lines of um, Win. Uh, mm-hmm. in, in terms of like character roles, sort of thing. Uh, not a lot of um, Martian Manhunter in this episode. No, I mean they they pay, they played it off pretty, not convincingly, but something that I would accept that you know there's a planet that is toxic, you know has an atf- atmosphere that's toxic to his breathing. That's the one thing that I've never really bought with any of the, all the interplanetary travel is, you know, the atmosphere has got to be different and there's got to be a way that, uh, you know, not everybody can live on every single planet. So that, you know, is a kind of a throwaway line. That's fine, but that made perfect sense. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the, I don't know if it's a problem, but one of the small crossover issues with this is that it's, they are on a different earth. And I know Cisco gave her that thing towards the end of, um, in the crossover, uh, to be able to go to the different Earth, but um, yeah, they are on a different Earth as well. Um, what else did we have to talk about? Uh, yeah, what do you think of the new enemies that, that showed up at the end? Kind of mysterious. I personally don't know anything about them. Um, so I could have swore that the one guy was one of those dominators from the massive crossover episode. I, I did catch the dominator. I'm referring to. Um, the two that came in at the end had the hologram thing of uh, Win, yeah. uh, not Win. They might have been uh, like either the Dominator's bosses or something like that. It's, it'll be interesting to see where that shakes out. Mm. Mm. It was interesting to see one of the Dominators back. Um, how they survived, I don't know, but uh, yeah, it, it was it was a good episode. It's one of the kind of early starts to which which almost feels like a new season. It, it kind of does when things go on a break and come back. It kind of does feel like a new season, but to like the second half of the season. Um, yeah, it does feel like a new season in a little bit of a way. Mm. Is there anything else you want to talk about with this episode? It's cool. uh, just, I, I love that little interaction between Wynn and James at the end when he got that little uh, thing of rocks. And yeah. he just you know, got his yeah. swagger on for being a badass. Mm. That part I really like because I felt that that was missing. Mm. 
from when? One one thing we didn't talk about um, is is it Maggie and um, I keep forgetting uh, Alex. Alex. Maggie, Maggie and Alex. Their relationship is developing nicely. Mm-hmm. Uh, Alex is nice and happy, which is good for everybody. Um, they have also said that the Valentine's Day episode, which I'm not sure how that lines up with the US and UK, uh, is going to be kind of centered on those two. And I looked in the comments and some people like, oh my God, I can't believe they're like centering an episode on these two and that kind of stuff. It's like, well, it's a Valentine's episode. Uh, it doesn't necessarily have to be Valentine's themed, but it's something they can do for it. Um, it, it makes sense to me. Well, it's like I've always said. It's not that I have a problem with it. I just don't find the relevancy. Now, if they can find a way to make it relevant, I'll happily watch it and you know be happy with it. But it's not something I'm overly interested in. It's not like rrr, 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 hate must stop must stop. You know, they're yeah. the ones spending the money. They're the ones doing the episode, and that's completely fine. It's just not anything that they've given me a reason to hold my interest with at this time. And if that changes, you know, more power to them, especially more power in them making something to make me change my mind. Yeah. But until then, I'm not overly excited about it. Okay. Um, it, their relationship is definitely more of a background thing, which is fine and which is in a way important because it's not their show. It's Supergirl's show and it's yeah. about, you know, being a superhero and it's not, you know romantic comedy but that's not to say it should go away either i I think they're doing a good balance with that as well because they kind of had it at the start for a few minutes and then they kind of you know referenced it when alex was in the base and stuff um so it's good for both characters as well uh anything else you want to talk about with supergirl uh no we can move on okay um yeah so the flash season three episode 10 Pretty good episode. Uh, I set some stakes up for the future, which were kind of already there, but um, I'm very happy that they they did what I liked with Flashpoint, which is Barry telling people straight away and like we have to figure this thing out rather than him doing something secret on his own and like I have to figure this out. And somebody walks in the room and he's like, I'm not doing anything. I'm glad that he was like, okay, this thing is happening. We have to sort it out. Like the episode after as well. Um, so the Savitar situation revealed to the group and Harrison Wells is on the roof in the Savitar situation where he, um, where Savitar is killing Iris. Um, I assume that Savitar is killing Iris to punish Barry. That could be... Yeah, because in, before the season break, they talked about, this is one of those things where they're constantly bouncing back and forth between the past and the future they said that savitar said that in the future barry traps him so a future version of barry stopped the past version of savitar which is why the rivalry back and forth and man just thinking about it makes me go (laughs) cross-eyed um yeah but going from that they the whole episode they took kind of a more of a scientific approach to everything they're just like, okay, let's break this down. What does this do? What does this do? Mm. How does this change? What does this change this? And that was the scene when they were vibing, where Cisco and Barry were vibing that future scene, yeah, trying to cool. collect as much data as possible. Mm. So, And that makes sense, because they're all scientists. That would make sense that they would fall back on that to do, okay, well, let's let's scientifically figure out what's going on and then go from there. Yeah. Uh so there was a Cisco hologram and Star Labs is reopening, which one guy is 
annoyed that he has to pay for. Uh, what do you think of the... Let's talk about the first attempt of the Cisco hologram. The one that broke and didn't work properly. Uh, what, what did you think of that? I thought it was a nice touch. It was pretty cool. Yeah, it was pretty fun. I mean, it was one of those things that... It's you know it's a clearly not a scientific guy trying to do a scientific thing, being you know trying to uh, uh, build a hologram. Mm. Uh, and it's, it's one of those things that this version of HR has always had good intentions, not the best results, but always had decent intentions and yeah. you know trying to make everything better. Mm. Um, so it was pretty fun, and obviously the second version done by uh, Cisco was was a lot better, of course. Uh, Jillian is, is accepted a group. Is it Julian or Jillian? I got that wrong. I think it's Julian. Julian was accepted accepted to the group, so he was uh, kind of back in the show because his thing with uh, alchemy was kind of done, or I assume done. He could still come back, I think. Um, you, you never know with, with, with shows like this. Uh, yeah. But he's back in the group, and they've kind of accepted him. Um, I think he's going to be fine, and hopefully he joins up as part of the group. So, um, what, what do you think of the character at the moment? I like the character. I mean, it's always tough when an actor, you know, starts out as young as he did and what became such an iconic role as he did mm-hmm. to break away from that. Yeah. Um, so I'm always happy for somebody like him getting work and being able to stretch his acting legs. Yeah. Uh, I've seen it happen a lot over the course of my life. Usually it's with, uh, uh, you know, Disney teen stars that uh, turn into raging sluts. And there's yeah. way too many examples of that over here in the States. I'm not going to say who because I can't remember the name, but I can think of one example. Yeah. I, there's like nine that I can think of off the top of my head. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's good. It's good that he's still in the show and he's a great actor. So. Yeah. He's, he deserves his chance to be an actor and not be Draco Malfoy. Mm-hmm. Um, now. This is maybe the, not silly part of the episode, but a part of the episode that we can talk about in quite a big way. Uh, One, because we have a tweet from Colin about it. So let me read the note I have here. Barry asks, well, why can't we just go back in time and fix it? I've got in capital letters, Flashpoint Barry. And then in lowercase, how have you not worked out the time travel is a bad idea. Cisco's brother died and Diggle has to come to terms with having, knowing he had a daughter. I can't believe Barry said that. Like, why can't we just, like, time travel and fix it? It, like, really? Especially Barry, because when in the crossover, everyone was kind of talking to him about all the different things that have changed, and he's kind of not feeling too great about it, and then he had this argument with Cisco about his brother and stuff, and this it was just, like, the first thing that popped into Barry's head of, like, hmm, time travel is the thing that we could, uh, could use to solve it. What did you think when he said that? Uh, I think it's one of those things that he's kind of coming to terms with that and also coming to terms when he got that little talking to from uh, uh, the uh, Jay Garrett that's being played by uh, the actor that was his dad in the series. Yeah, that kind of holds more sway and influence when you've got, you know, another essentially father figure telling you, hey, calm your shit mm. that it's it's tends to stick with him a little bit more. Yeah. Um so hopefully they don't use time travel and mess things up. If they use time travel and don't mess things up and it solves the problem, then I'm okay with that. But it does get into a slight problem of Barry repeating his mistakes a lot. Um, 
So let's read the tweet we have from Colin here. He said, uh, it's a little bit of a conversation between me and him, but I'll, I'll read it out. He said, why don't they realise in The Flash that it's never a good idea to try and change the future? It Nothing good ever comes from it. And I said, that's exactly what I was thinking during the scene, Barry, Flashpoint. Uh, and then he said, I suppose that... I suppose we just have to accept that that's the premise of the show and just go with it, which is a good point as well. And then I put two hashtags. One was just use time travel, and one was a small Ross reference because I put hashtag we have to go back, Kate. I mean Wells. So, yeah, pretty cool. Um, yeah, it's just one of the one of the things that the show does. I think now. Um, it's it's not got to a point where it's annoying me. Has it got to a point where it's annoying you at all? Uh, not really. No, I mean it's one of those things that that is that is something they kind of hung their hat on since the word go is time travel because you had season one, the Wells turned out to be a guy from the future, and then you had season two, where uh, everything that was Zoom related was just very confusing time travel stuff and now you got three with savitar where they've dialed and flashpoint where they had the initial thing with the time travel and then they've you know subtly stayed on uh on interdimensional things rather Mm. than uh time travel yeah i mean in episodes towards in the last season where all this stuff was happening with zune and zune zoom and jay garrick and he was trying to explain it all I think after each episode, I would like sit there for a couple of minutes and think, right, this character did this and traveled to here and convinced this person to do this and that. So it was interesting, definitely. Um, but I, I don't know if the show can do it to that extent again. And I, I don't know. It depends. It, de- it depends on the aftermath of these situations because that's like the consequence of it. Yeah, it'll yeah. and it'll be interesting to see where they go here from the future because mm. and like i said previously when they vibe they took that scientific method to changing the future without actually involving time travel mm-hmm. so it'll be interesting to see where they go from here with that mm-hmm. and if they do anything good with it and iris, so that's just do you think iris will die do you think they'll solve this problem hard telling um that's what this is one of more of a more recent thing giving the flash you know a tragic backstory with the whole his parents being murdered that's more recent when i say recent within like the last 20 years because that what if you go back to like to the silver age earlier stuff that was never really in his backstory i mean the you know the science experiment was always there but the mm-hmm. tragedy was never there yeah um so that's a more recent thing so it just kind of depends on if they continue on the uh doomy gloomy mega broody theme or if they try to go back to the light funny stuff um, the last thing is Kid Flash and Flash working together. Pretty interesting, pretty cool. It's another kind of, um, James and Kara situation where you've got the two, uh, you, you have it as well with, um, with Alex in, in Supergirl, but, you know, just the set of fighters that are, are working together. Um, but of course this is much more paired because they're both Flash, so it, it's pretty cool as well. Like when um, they had the bur- was it the burning building at the start, and then Barry's using like his wind arms uh-huh. to um, extinguish the room. That w- that was pretty cool as well. Um, even though Wally didn't really do anything in that scene, but know, it-, it was still pretty cool. Uh, so yeah, good episode of Flash. Great episode. Um, 
with these shows, it's more of like I'm looking forward to seeing where it goes because there's 20 plus episodes in the season, and then they give you not breadcrumbs, they give you slices of stuff. Um, to, to, to like go off for predictions and stuff. Uh, anything else you want to talk about with the Flash? Uh, no, we can go ahead and go move on to Legends. Okay. Um, so this is for Legends of Tomorrow Season 2, Episode 9. Uh, by the way, all four of these shows were renewed for their next seasons as well. So we got them coming back, which is very nice, of course. <clears throat> um, so Ray Punter is now a director and doesn't remember the group as they spend the episode trying to get him to come around and remember. Which they end up doing in the end. It just takes the episode to do... Uh, a very interesting direction that they've taken with uh, Rip Hunter. He was kind of... It's, it's a turnaround of situation because in the pilot and stuff, he's, like, trying to convince all these people to join him on the mission and then, like, sort out his problem with, like, his family. His family's impending death and the uh, Vandal Savage stuff. And now it's like, we need you to come with us and he doesn't, you know... The person that they're going after doesn't know them as well. Uh, so it's definitely, like, a... Switch round of situation. I found it quite interesting. What do you think? The situation itself, I find interesting. This this particular episode, I was not a fan of. It was way too shark jumping, which I mentioned to you previously, uh-huh. and I said that, and I was actually kind of curious because with both the continental difference and the generational difference, I don't know if you actually know the origin of jumping the shark in terms of t- TV episodes. <laughs> Sometimes I, I get it, but uh, is there anything in particular you'd like to refer to? Uh, yeah, back uh, there was a show back in the 70s called Happy Days. It was uh, ran from 74 to 84. Uh, Ron Howard was a big star in it. Uh, Henry Winkler, Pat Morita, all big stars in it. And there was one episode to where Henry Winkler's character, the Fonz, is doing some weird promotional thing, and he actually gets on... A, a pair of skis in the water and is skiing and jumps over a tank of sharks. And the episode was considered so idiotic and so ludicrous that everything past that, whenever anybody you know refers to a TV show as doing something stupid, they call it jumping the shark. Mm. And that's where that came from. Yeah, I know. I know what you mean in like in like that way. Um. Yeah, with this episode, I was definitely a lot more interested in the Legion of Doom stuff. I'm really excited that um, those characters are back. Not necessarily with Damien Dark, as I didn't like him in Season 4 of Arrow. But putting him... I think I explained this a little bit last half season. But putting him in a team with people that are more interesting than him is a good idea to to still be able to use that character. Like putting him with um, Malcolm Merlin and Reverse Flash. And then also having the ability to put... To then essentially put a flash on Legends as well is pretty pretty cool. Um, what, what do you think of the Legion of Doom? I like it. I like that they're giving them a real you know villain to fight that mm. is not utter ridiculousness mm. um, in terms of Vandal Savage. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, plus that, I mean, I actually do like uh, Damian Dark just because I'm a fan of the actor, and he has a real good menace quality. I mean, if you, you just look at him and you're like, okay, that's something that's menacing. Yeah. Um, and if you want to see another great version of that on uh, Netflix, there it was a TV show that went five seasons called uh, Justified. 
Ah, just... And it stars uh, Timothy Oliphant and Nick Searcy. It's basically about the U.S. Marshal Service here in the States mm-hmm. and some of the things they do. And it's a really one of those things that if you're familiar with the area geographically, it's really interesting. Otherwise, it's kind of a semi-procedural cop show. Right. Uh, but uh, the actor that plays uh, Damien Dark is in it, and he is just menacing as all get out and <laughs> scary as hell and it's an interesting watch yeah he's definitely his actor is definitely a lot more like tactically menacing um i mean all, all three of these characters kind of are the way that they get them in the uh dumpster thing at the end and then we have the star wars heavy star wars references which we'll talk about in a minute um and met straight up like mentions of star wars and stuff um but yeah, I'm excited. Just definitely excited to see where they go with the Legion of Doom. The other stuff in this episode, like heatwave stuff, I just it really annoyed me. Um, I think that they spent they didn't spend that much time with it in this episode, but I still feel like they spent too much time with it. Uh, and he should really Professor Stein should really take a note from Barry's book and tell the rest of the group and say, look, this is happening to um, is it Mick? His name is. Firestorm? Yeah, Mick. Uh, not Firestorm. Uh, Heatwave Mick, yeah. Um, yeah, Professor Stein should really tell the rest of the group and sort the problem out quicker. Uh, so, yeah, to, to get that sorted out, what, what do you think of Heatwave's visions of Captain Cold and all that sort of thing? I, d- I do like it because I do like the fact that they're trying to make him more than just a shaved bear, which is what I've said, you know, several times in the past. Right. Because uh, it's somebody, especially when you look at his backstory of him killing his parents, you know, you know, with fire as a young age, that's mm-hmm. something that could be interesting. Uh, they haven't really had the guts to go that direction, which I find odd considering some of the other choices that they've made. Yeah. Uh, but it's something that they could do and could make interesting if they wanted to. So mm. uh, hopefully they'll do more of that stuff, not with like the whole cameo with the... Uh, captain cold or just give him something interesting to do other than just to be a grumbly gum you know kind of a guy yeah i I agree with you in part that it's good to see a different him doing something different heatwave but i think what they've chosen is not as interesting as what they could have done maybe they could they could have just done something different i feel uh but yeah it's just just my opinion um, so should we talk about the George Lucas and Star Wars stuff? Because that was kind of cool and interesting. Apart from the fact that, uh, in my notes here, I've got Rip Hunter is kidnapped or taken hostage, whichever you prefer to, to say. Kind of the same thing. Uh, by Reverse Flash, which was kind of cool, even though he went like, sort of a flash. Uh, so he's kidnapped by the Reverse Flash and the Legion of Doom, and he's going to be tortured while the group watches Star Wars. So, that, uh, is happening. Yeah, all the Star Wars stuff, I was really not a fan of. Really? I mean, oh. Yeah, that that fell into that whole jumping the shark. I've never personally been a fan of all that self-referential stuff. Okay. Um, I mean, there's been times when it's been done and it's been clever. Uh, mm-hmm. This is not one of them. Okay. The the one part I did like of the, uh, all the references was the bit in the end with the, the dumpster. Was it a bin? It was like a dumpster bin kind of thing. And they were like trying to yeah. crush... Trying to crush um, three of the characters. Yeah, they basically recreated the uh, yeah. trash compactor. And they even put like a pole thing in there and everything. I-, I did quite like that. I thought that was quite cool. Um, and I've kind of recently rewatched properly Star Wars, so it's more fresher in my memory. Um, 
tip. I, I quite like that. What did you think of the young George Lucas in the episode? Eh, I could take it or leave it. It wasn't really yeah. anything that impressed me. He, he didn't have to be that good of... Well, he had to be, has to be a good actor cause to, to get on the TV show. But, yeah, I, I feel like they did a good enough job with him. Um, it, it was kind of cool. And then they was like, you know... If you don't agree to like make Star Wars and stuff, then we won't get out of this alive. And then it, when they're in the dumpster thing, he's like, um, "I want to, I want to do directing." And then like the group gets their powers back or something. It was to do with like the space time stuff, and like things had to go the same way, wasn't it? Uh, so yeah, it it was kind of interesting to have uh, have George Lucas in in the episode. Um, well, not him himself, but. A technically made up younger version. Um, so we spoke about the Legion of Doom. Um, so what do you think they do about Rip Hunter? Because he's being tortured by the Legion of uh, Doom. And well, I, that gets resolved in the next episode, so I won't say anything. Okay, cool. Uh, so let's move on to Arrow, which had some pretty big reveals. Um, some fairly big stuff happened. Uh, what did you think of this episode of our I like this episode they're starting to take it in an interesting direction mm-hmm. uh, they're they're definitely uh, bringing back some older stuff with uh, characters and references and going back to the whole Prometheus thing mm-hmm. yeah uh, I, I liked it a lot I had a good some cool reveals had some returning characters and a new character from the Batman universe um so let's get into it. Uh, Laurel is back, but it's just Black Siren, and she's working with Prometheus because he breaks her out of uh, the Star Lab cell thing. Um, <clears throat> but before that happens, she explained that, that she was brought back, and they found a way to make it okay. Basically, from what I understood, mm-hmm. they basically just found she's. Of course, this whole thing was a lie, but she basically said that they found a way to bring her back that didn't mess anything up too much. Um. What do you think of Laurel's return? I, I do like the fact that Black Siren's back, um, and it was good to see uh, the Canary cry in its proper form. I mean, I know we kind of saw it before in the Flash, um, but it's so much better of a version than the Laurel scream kind of thing. Yeah, they they you know making it a meta power versus a technical power. You know, you're getting back to more of the roots of it. Yeah. And I'm a big fan of the actress. I think she's got a good presence to her. So hopefully. Mm-hmm. She'll be in more episodes. I don't really look on IMDb that much, so I don't know if she is or not. Okay, I uh, hopefully either. she is, though. Yeah, I did her. The, like I said in the last half uh, seasons, uh, it was announced that John Barrowman and Katie Cassidy were series regulars, so I imagine that's going to take place from these episodes because they were barely in. Well, Katie Cassidy wasn't in the last half season, but uh, da- yeah, Damien, not Damien Duck, uh, Malcolm Merlin was. Because that's when they started to just form the Legion of Doom. Because um, <clears throat> I had that sort of old-styled episode where they came into it. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to see. I'm excited for Laurel and Katie Cassidy to come back and to see where they go with this character. Um, yeah, should be should be kind of interesting. Um, Curtis is angry about the situation, the whole situation, and he feels the group is getting nowhere, and he had to give up life of his husband, which isn't very nice for him. He then comes up with a weapon that will stop Black Siren from using her canary cry, 
Uh, so he's using more of his tech tech ability than his fighting ability to uh, get past this villain, which I quite liked. It was quite cool. I don't understand. I didn't quite understand how that thing worked, but yeah, it was kind of cool. What did you think of uh, Curtis? I did like it. I mean, it, I kind of, sort of, a little bit understand it. Mm. Um, basically, what it is is that you know, sound is a wave. Mm-hmm. So if you have two waves colliding against each other, they tend to cancel each other out. Oh, I see. Okay. So um, I mean, on that level, you know, that makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. You know, whether or not that's something you could physically build is another thing. <laughs> but that yeah. part of it, at least, I understand. Mm. Um, and yeah, it's kind of annoying. It's kind of unfortunate of him. You know, he's given up life with his husband. Uh, because his husband gave him basically the ultimatum of like either you stop doing this and stay with me or you leave me and keep doing this and uh he felt inclined to continue as Mr. Terrific. Uh yeah. I really hope uh we get an episode in the future explaining why and how he came up with that because that's such an unknown character to begin with that I think that it's um something that deserves not a, maybe a full episode or at least a good chunk of an episode. Hmm. Yeah, should be, should be pretty interesting. Um, yeah, so as to how he decided to put a T on his face and stuff. Uh, some cool fight scenes with Arrow and Prometheus. I quite I like these two fighting each other compared to last season where you had a guy with magic and a guy with a bow and arrow. Now you've got two people with <clears throat> identical weapons and stuff. Um, Prometheus has a sword, doesn't he? He has a bow and arrow. Um, yeah, he's got a bow and arrow. Yeah. Uh, any clues as to who Prometheus is, do you think? I know we had the Detective Lance hints. Yeah, the Detective Lance was very, very implied, but never really confirmed. Hmm. Um, I think it would be interesting in the sense that if it was like maybe a split personality. Although, turns out that whole thing is fake. Hmm. Um, as long as they don't do the I sort of drugged you or whatever, yeah. like they did with um, was it Thea that killed Sarah from yeah Malcolm with Merlin's the the Miracle hallucination stuff like that. As long as they don't do that, I I'll be uh, fine yeah. with it. But no, when I when I say that's fake, what that was is that was an article that I read a couple of years ago. Turns out the original original case study involving a doctor and a patient, where the patient had multiple personalities, that whole thing was just fake. They faked all that data. Okay. Hmm. I, so, I won't mind them using it in in this show. Yeah, they haven't used it yet, and I hope hopefully that they don't. I consider that really lazy writing. Um, yeah. But you never know. It, it's something that hasn't been revealed yet to me. You know, and I am an episode ahead, so. Hmm. Some people have said that it could be a future version of uh, Oliver Queen, which would be cool. Would be pretty cool. Uh, some people have said it's uh, Slade as technically as Deathstroke, just dressed up differently and stuff. I would quite like that as well. Uh, I quite like the character and I quite miss the character as well. Because um, his story arc was closed to a degree, but he was locked up. He wasn't killed, so he can that can definitely yeah, be I- a possibility. It could easily be Slade, so mm. we we won't know not for a while at least. Yeah, um, and what one thing that I'm kind of confused, but I think I have the right answer. Prometheus uses straps on his wrists to stop the arrows, because Oliver shot an arrow at him. 
Prometheus like put his arm out as if as if he had like a shield on it, and then there was just these straps going around. Uh, it's possible that it's straps. It's possible that it's leg armor. It's possible that it's something akin to uh, uh, the ribbons that Robe Man uses. So mm. yeah, it could, be, it could be something to do with that as well. Maybe he, he could have easily like stolen something. Um. And yes, the last thing we have is Talia Al Ghul shows up in the flashbacks, which made that flashback particularly more interesting. Um, the whole Oliver flashbacks now, I don't know how much I care about them that much. Because but when you go back to like season 1 and 2 and you have the whole like Slade-Wilson flashbacks that tied in and stuff, that was really a really good use of them. Um, but yeah, they, they just don't interest me as much, this whole like... Bravatar thing. Well, it's their way of retconning everything, so... Mm. And, uh, you know, they say, this has been officially this, and this is because of this, so this because of this. Mm. So that that's kind of a... It's like saying, because reasons is something that gets said here in the States a lot. It's like, you have a reason, no, I won't explain the reason, just accept the reason that I have a reason. <laughs> uh, and yeah, Tally Algo shows up, um, kind of cool, pretty cool. Another thing that they're borrowing kind of from Batman because they won't do. But what is the reason they won't put Batman in? Is it because they already have four shows, or? Uh, no, I think it's honestly because they don't have Arrow? a licensing agreements to it. Because hmm. if you remember, in we talked about this before in season two when they were first doing the Suicide Squad, there was a silhouette of somebody banging her head against the window, and she had yeah. pigtails. Yeah. But they couldn't make any references to Batman, Harley Quinn, or that storyline because at the they were at the time they were just getting ready to uh, start up Suicide Squad with the actual movie, mm. and so uh, it's one of those things that because of lawyers really is the yeah. answer. Uh, it's unfortunate, and I hope it. I hope they do have a way around it in uh, somewhere in the future, and uh, even if they do like a Nightwing show or a Batgirl show or. Something of the sort, or like a Birds of Prey thing would be really cool as well. They did do a very short-lived season of Birds of Prey. I don't know if you can find it anywhere streaming, um, mm. but they did do a version of that. It was based off the killing joke, so they had Oracle in the wheelchair. Okay, cool. Uh, that, that was a good film as well, the killing joke. Did you see that? I haven't had a chance to. I keep meaning to, but then you know life gets in the way, so... Yep. It was pretty good, actually. I quite enjoyed it. I might go and read the... I I, I know that I know the story now, but I still kind of want to read the, the comic as well. Um, anything else you want to talk about with Arrow? It was pretty good. No, I mean, that pretty much summed up the whole week, and it was a pretty decent week for the most part. Um, mm. I'm still not a fan of all the George Lucas stuff. I really wish I could give you a better reason why, other than, I like I said, I've never been a... F- uh, I think it was just because... It was so un- uninspired, I guess, would be the reason for it. It was yeah. there for the sake of being there. Mm. It, it was a good way that to... That and I felt like on some level... I felt like it was a good way to put it In without... On some level, like, there was just way too much promotion for, like... Kind of having to force it too much. Like, it's probably not going to come yeah, back. Yeah, but... Probably not, but then if you look at all the, like, the 
the Rogue One just came out, and then right after that episode, they announced the title for the next Star Wars movie. Mm-hmm. I think it just felt too placed, too advertisement. It's like when you're watching a show, and they intentionally write a scene that's a commercial for like the car they're driving, or the restaurant they're eating <laughs> in, or something like that. All right. Those drive me nuts, and I think it just felt way too much like that is probably why I don't, don't like it at all. Okay, all right. Um, but yeah, that that's it for the for the four shows. Unless you had anything else you want to say? Uh, no, just you know, I I love doing the shows. I can't wait to see what the format change is gonna be, and uh, we'll just go yeah. from there. Yeah, I'll, I'll see how I with like when basically when twenty four on the Walking Dead start and a couple of weeks into that kind of cycle, I'll I'll see how I feel after that. Um, but again, I, I don't have any intention of dropping any of these shows from podcasts, and I'm going to watch, keep watching the four of them. But maybe just change the podcast to something that suits me a little, a little better. Yep. Yeah. Are you okay with what what I explained as the? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I completely understand. I ran uh, three three other podcasts before I came onto this one, and the formatting was always something that eluded me. Mm. So. Although my biggest problem was was finding somebody that would show up on time every single week. <laughs> All right, that's it for these episodes. Pr- pretty good returns. I, I liked the returns. Um, some interesting things to look forward to, like Prometheus, Legion of Doom, Black Siren, Savitar. Yeah, yeah no, no spoiler spoilers, but next week's uh, L- DC Legends yeah. is all about the Legion of Doom. I mean, they get all up in that business. And it's a good. really good episode. I can't wait for you to see it. Good. I, I like them a lot, so that, that's good news. All right, so thanks, everybody, for listening. If you'd like to find us on the website, you can do so by typing into your web browser, entertainmenttalk.org. Um, <clears throat> if you'd like to follow us on Twitter for updates as well as posts, you can do so at eTalkUK. If you've got any inquiries or any feedback, you can send them to entertainmenttalk.hotmail.com. So basically, Entertainment Talk for everything. It's the simplest way to do it, rather than having DCTV at Entertainment Talk, you know, hotmail.com or whatever, and then random gaming talk at entertainmenttalk.com, that sort of thing. It's just entertainmenttalk.hotmail.com. Uh, yeah, and, and when you uh, post the link on the Facebook page, I'll post a comment with a link to the YouTube video for the Kevin Smith at Clark College, so people can see that reference. Okay, nice, nice. Yeah, you can also join the Facebook group. Just type in Entertainment Talk, and uh, it's the one basically with the logo and the one that's got me as an admin. So, uh, yeah, shouldn't be too hard to find. There is other Entertainment Talk groups out there, but they're for like other things. So, yeah. Uh, last thing I need to mention is you can support us on Patreon um, for as little as a dollar a month or more, depends what you choose to do. It's entirely up to you. Um, or you can redeem rewards for different reviews and stuff that we can then arrange and sort out to uh, how you want them to be reviewed and stuff. So you can go to go over to patreon.com forward slash entertainment talk for that. Thanks everybody, for, uh, thanks everybody for listening and we shall see you always on the next piece of content. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>